We have made it clear that we are not going to move into Ukraine, neither on the ground or in the Ukrainian airspace. And of course, the only way to implement a no-fly zone is to send NATO planes, fighter planes, into Ukrainian air airspace and then impose that no-fly zone by shooting down Russian planes. And our assessment is that uh, we understand the desperation, but we also believe that if we did that, we'll end up with something that could end in a full-fledged war in Europe, involving many more countries. And there you go. That is the message coming out of the United Nations this morning and the world on edge following this attack of a, a nuclear facility. And um, the fact that, you know, Putin would even think to do this, you know, reminds us of how dangerous he is. But, you know, he has said he has nukes and will use them. But um, it does raise concerns where it's going. President Zelensky pointed out that this latest attack is just further proof that he, you know, NATO needs to secure Ukraine's airspace. But NATO condemned the attack and the mass killing of civilians, but they say a no-fly zone will lead to World War III. But, you know, what is the red line? Because we're watching a genocide of an ally, and this war is not going to stop with Ukraine. And as my next guest writes, it is in NATO's best interest to help Ukraine secure its airspace. Eugene Chodli is president of the Ukraine 2059 governmental organization, also the former president of the Ukrainian World Congress from 2008 to 2018. He joins me now. Good to have you. Thank you for having me. So you write that NATO and its member countries should supply Ukraine with fighter jets and anti-air systems and that uh, Western pilots and additional fighter jets should be seconded under Ukrainian operational control to secure Ukraine's airspace. Why would you say that when most people say that would be the start of World War III? Uh, I'm saying that because uh, uh, the uh, clearly what we have seen, uh, particularly yesterday, uh, President uh, Putin is clear. His his intent is clearly not limited to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And uh, if Ukraine uh, is able to secure its uh, territorial integrity, it will ensure peace and security and stability in Europe. If uh, God forbid Ukraine is not able to do that, Putin will definitely go further. And uh, and the, the NATO member countries will pay a much higher price to stop them at that time. They'll be paying the price that Ukrainians are paying today, namely human lives. And uh, that, that is why, in my opinion, it is in the best interest of NATO member countries uh, to support Ukraine. And the most pressing issue at this stage is to control Ukraine's airspace because it is being used to commit atrocities to endanger security for the whole of Europe, as we have seen yesterday, with a totally imbecile conduct uh, of, of shelling a nuclear power plant, and it is being mm -hmm. used to commit heinous war crimes. Uh, from, from our perspective, I do not see how those that are arguing that to send the um, uh, fighter uh, jets and uh, to second uh, or place under Ukraine's control uh, uh, fighter jets and pilots uh, uh, who would be uh, fighting under the International Legion of uh, Territorial Defense of Ukraine and not under uh, a NATO member country or a NATO flag, uh, how that is different from uh, 
overtly announcing that, uh, as various countries are doing, that they're sending uh, defensive lethal weapons to Ukraine, such as javelins, such as uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Stinger missiles. So essentially, they are willing to say that they're sending defensive lethal weapons, and that somehow does not provoke in their eyes... uh, uh, a third world war, but to send what is mostly needed and mostly uh, would be most effective in order to stop, uh, uh, like I said, the the, the uh, perpetration of war crimes and to endanger the whole of Europe is somehow uh, more dangerous uh, to to uh, uh, or conducive to a third world war. And I think that unfortunately t- today uh, the uh, NATO. Uh, foreign ministers have clearly forgotten uh, the lesson of history and uh, uh, that that a policy of appeasement with Hitler has led to the Second World War. You know, the argument will be, well, you know what, then it puts us in officially a a war, a global war, and that's not something that that anybody wants. But do you feel that, um, that NATO allies are putting off the inevitable? I'm saying that uh, the NATO allies do not understand uh, the mentality of an authoritarian uh, leader with imperialist ambitions that are insatiable. Uh, And uh, Putin only understands uh, 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 the power, and when he hits a wall, that's when he will stop. And and the the issue, uh, therefore, is... Uh, to to ensure that that wall is hit at the Ukrainian borders and does not go further. Uh, That, from my perspective, would be in the best interests of all European countries. You know, it's 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 hard to watch. I mean, polling shows that 81 percent of this country wants us to do more, but there is not a lot of appetite for us to put boots on the ground. At the same time, we are literally watching our allies uh, be destroyed and be murdered by this tyrant. Um, this is a guy that you know has a huge military presence on, on our on our doorstep at, in the Arctic. Um, you know, there's a little real concern as to what it would trigger if, in fact, we make some kind of move. And yet, if we don't make a move, you know, it's almost damned if we do, damned if we don't. Well, I'll tell you that there were some um, very strong and very good uh calls made by the uh, former president of Lithuania that said that we can either uh, ensure that we uh, stop this war and ensure uh, security in Europe or we'll be fighting uh, a, a war immediately afterwards at a much higher price. Uh, mm-hmm. Another uh, individual that clearly understands Russian mentality, the uh, uh, Russian uh, well-known dissident Gary Kasparov, uh, the world, uh, former world chess champion has said, we are, uh, wake up, you are at war. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you that yesterday, uh, if God forbid, but had yeah. that nuclear power plant exploded, um, the last time I checked, radiation does not need a passport to uh, go beyond Ukraine's borders. Clearly what was happening yesterday was uh, a conduct that is, incredible and uh, a conduct that clearly jeopardized security, stability, and the well-being of Europeans throughout Europe. And if that is not an attack 
on European countries, on NATO countries. I don't, I don't know what is. Eugene, is, is it up your mind? I mean, how long do you see this going on before the red line is drawn and, and we end up uh, going in or having to take action? Or, or, or are we just going to sit back here for months in your mind? I'll tell you, I'm, I'm <laughs> a bit uh, weary of making predictions because had you told me um, uh, a month ago, uh, yeah. anyone, no, notwithstanding how uh, lunatic that person uh, or delusional that person may be, will be shelling uh, mm-hmm. a nuclear power plant. And when the, a fire breaks out, to continue shelling in order to ensure that firemen will not put the fire out, I would have told you, excuse me, let's continue this discussion tomorrow because you're obviously yeah. not able to discuss rationally today. Uh, had I been told that in, in, in a situation like now where NATO uh, member countries are supplying Ukraine with defensive lethal weapons but do not wish to supply it with other uh, uh, weapons that will ensure that, uh, uh, because clearly this will ensure it will not lead to the Third World War. Uh, uh, Russia uh, is already, other than the airspace, Russia has hit a wall in Ukraine. Yeah. If if yeah. if the uh, airspace is uh, secured, we will stop Russia at Ukraine's borders, and and that will be the end of this issue. And I do not understand how NATO member countries do not see that, and why they do absolutely want to endanger and risk either a nuclear um, explosion that will clearly affect the whole of Europe or a military aggression if Ukraine should not hold the fort. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, what a troubled time we are living in. Uh, Such a consequential time. I'm out of time. I wish I were not. It's a much longer conversation than what I can afford, but I will definitely uh, loop you in and call on you again. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. That is uh, Eugene Acholi, who is with uh, the Ukrainian World Congress uh, and now president of the Ukraine 2050 non-government organization.